Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday. We have made it to Friday, and it is November the 5th. Wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, God's life, uh, God's joy surrounding you. Today, maybe you're going to listen to this on the weekend. I hope that, that that is filled with every good blessing as well. Brothers and sisters, we have... a. I won't say a hard gospel today, but we have kind of an odd gospel today. And, and it's one that I have struggled with um, in, in my life. And, uh, and maybe you've got more than I do. But um, hey, let's, uh, I'll let you decide that and we can struggle with it together or you can break it open for me and that would be helpful. So of course, yesterday we had we, we, we went into Luke chapter 15, which I, I named and said is one of the most beautiful chapters in all of Scripture. I stand by that. Because really, essentially what it is, is Jesus answering his critics, the scribes and the Pharisees, right? With three parables, with three stories. The first being the lost sheep. The second being the lost coin. And we went over those yesterday and they said, oh, that leaves the third for today. And of course, that is the great and wonderful story of the prodigal son. And <laughs> the church, in her wisdom, decided to skip that today. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but we are going to chapter 16 today. So anyway, that those three stories, that, that's all that cont- is contained in chapter 15. And we're going to go to chapter 16 today. I'm going to jump back to that because I think that may be important but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So today, if you want to follow along, Luke chapter 16, verses 1 to 8, in this odd little story that we're going to talk about today. So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, A rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship, because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, What shall I do, now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. And he called in his master's debtors, one by one. To the first he said, How much do you owe my master? He replied, One hundred measures of of olive oil. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for fifty. Then to another he said, And you, how much do you owe? He replied, One hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Here is your promissory note. Write one for eighty. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So before we try to unpack it, let's make sure we understand what is happening. Um, 
because it, it can be confusing. These are things that we that we don't really run into uh, today that much. Okay, so there's a rich man who is a steward. A steward, of course, is placed in charge of the property. He is not the, the owner, but he is a steward. And so the property is given to him to maintain in the owner's absence. In this case, the rich man said, hey, I'm giving it to you. You do the work. I'm just going to enjoy the, the ownership. Um, now, it was reported to the owner that this steward was squandering his property. In, in, in effect, was not living his stewardship well. And so the owner summoned him and said, what's this I hear about you? Prepare a full account because bottom line is uh, you're going to be out in the street. Uh, you've, you've been squandering it. Uh, I need to see for myself, but I'm trusting these rumors to be true. And so therefore, um, this is, this is going to be a, a time of reckoning. So the steward looks at himself and says, hey, what am I able to do and what am I not? I'm, I'm not strong enough to dig ditches. I'm, I'm too, too proud to beg. So I need to make a, a golden parachute, as it were. I need a, I need a landing spot. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make that landing spot the very people that owe money to this owner of mine, to this landowner, to the person to whom I work. But he's really smart in how he does it. Do you see how he does this? He goes to the first and says, how much do you owe? Okay, 100 measures of olive oil. Does the steward rewrite the promissory note? No. He hands it to the person who owes 100 measures of oil and says, sit down quickly and write one for 50. The person does. So what does he do? Unknowingly, unwittingly, whatever it is, the person who owes 100 measures of olive oil now is an accomplice in the, um, uh, in the uh, what, the ruse? In the uh, crime? In the... Uh, theft, <laughs> whatever we want to call it, right? Because he's the one in his handwriting who says, you owe 50. And so if the landowner says, listen, he owed 100. What are you talking about? He owes 50. The, the steward can say, hey, you know, it wasn't me who wrote it. I don't know what you're talking about. Your, 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 your issue is with that guy. And he, and he gets himself out of the middle. Do you see that? Or, or conversely, um, as he, uh, you know, is creating this feather bed for him to land on, this golden parachute, that if this golden parachute ever were to say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm not enjoying your company anymore. Why don't you uh, take off? Uh, you, you don't have a, a free ride here. He can always say, mm, but I've got pictures, <laughs> right? I mean, in a sense. I've, I've got the smoking gun, and, uh, and you might want to rethink that attitude. I mean, he's really doing it well, and he doesn't just do it there. He goes to the next person, how much do you owe? 100 measures of wheat, and he says to him, here is your promissory note. Write one for 80. And, uh, and, and in a sense, so he's got, okay, I got this feather bed over here. I got this golden parachute here. I got this one over here. And he's making a place for him to land. He's being ingenious. He's being creative. 
And so really, okay, now that we know this, this is what's going on. And Jesus at the end here says, and the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than children of light. So what are we to make of this? I'm going to give two completely different uh, interpretations. And, and again, my friends, if the Holy Spirit is giving you a third, uh, which may well be the correct one, again, always, always, always follow the Holy Spirit. Because I'm not sure I have a great grasp on what Jesus is inviting us to here. But I think based on Jesus' last line, I think one way that we can look at it is, how are we, now if we know our goal is union with God right now, and our goal is union with one another, our, our goal is to build the kingdom of God, but first and foremost, the kingdom of God has to be built and, and living within me before I can help uh, pass it on and, and leave that as a legacy and, and build that around me. Um, is Jesus challenging us? Because again, he's talking to the disciples here. He's talking to the disciples here. Is he challenging us as disciples to say, hey, you need to be as creative as this steward in creating and building that kingdom of God? We do it for our own selfish purposes so we can land softly wherever we land how come we're not as creative in doing that in how we are going to build the kingdom or invite how how do we not be as creative in inviting that kingdom to be built within us that we need to be as ingenious as that i think i think that may be where jesus is taking us but it's just so unclear. And, um, and so I'm going to give you a second take. Now, I don't take credit for this second take, but I love it. it I'm, I'm giving credit to Pat Marin. Pat Marin uh, writes a daily column for the NCR, the National Catholic Reporter. It's called Pencil Preaching. And, uh, and Pat, uh, in his reflection this morning... Uh, gave this, and he said, and this is why I say, let's go back to the the chapter 15. Now, remember, when Luke wrote it, there were no chapters. It was solid. And so he, Jesus, was responding to his critics, the Pharisees and the scribes, and he gave three parables of the lavish nature of God, right? The first being, uh, what, what shepherd among you would not leave the 99 and go after the one? Well, none. That's how many, none many, to use, uh, you know, uh, what is that uh, movie? Oh, gosh, Joe. <laughs> That's a Rob Reiner film. What's the, the one about the band? Anyway, none many, none many. That's how many shepherds would do it. Um, and, uh, and so he's talking about God's lavish nature of going out. And then what does he do? He uses the next one with the, uh, the coin. The woman who loses the coin sweeps the whole house and, and takes the whole day or whatever it is to, to search the whole house for it. Uh, and then when she does, invites everybody over and says, celebrate with me, I've lost this coin. Again, this, um, 
I, it doesn't matter to me what amount of time it takes. I am, I'm going to, to, to find that. And then, of course, the greatest one, which is the prodigal son, which we call the son the prodigal in the sense of, of his spending. But really, it's the story of the prodigal father. It's the father who is prodigious with, again, to use the word lavish, lavish he's prodigious with his mercy. Now, knowing that, my friends, and again, I, I, I thank Pat for this thought, what if Jesus is the steward within this parable, that he's setting himself up here? Now, it's an incomplete parable because the, the owner, Jesus being the steward uh, of, of God uh, and pointing all toward God, it doesn't work right out the chute, does it, with, uh, with the two of them being um, at odds with each other and says you're going to lose your stewardship. But put that aside for the moment. And what is he doing? He's lavishly or prodigiously using the wealth of the, uh, it, well, in a sense, excusing the debt, if I can use it that way, rather than using the wealth of the, of the owner. He's forgiving the debt of those who are in debt to the owner in, in a way that is um, beyond reckoning and, and, and beyond uh, perhaps sensibility. And remember, now, what, what he's being criticized for is eating and drinking with sinners. And that he is, it, it, underlying is they're saying, you know, are you being too, um, too kind to them and, in a sense, undermining virtue, that there's no sense of virtue. And Jesus is not, in this parable, if Jesus indeed is the steward, canceling all the debt of everybody. He's, he's simply saying, listen, we owe a debt to God. There's no doubt about it. But we can't be under this, uh, this shackles, these, these, this, these um, heavy debts that, that imprison us, in a sense. And he is being prodigious and lavish with canceling that out. And I love that image because it invites us, brothers and sisters, into that same view of how do we do that? Because it may not make the parable, it may not fit that parable completely because, as I said early on, the, that the owner is saying to the steward, you can no longer be my steward. It doesn't make sense that God would say that to Jesus, of course. But beyond that, when the, the, the parable, when the steward goes out and he says, um, let's free you from this, and that's going to be my work, not so I can have a soft landing spot. We know how that landing spot ended for Jesus. But let's free you simply because that's what God does. If indeed that's what he's, and again, speaking to his disciples, that's what he's inviting his disciples into, that same framework of you sinners who are overcome with a hundred measures of olive oil debt, or you sinners who are overcome with a hundred measures of, of wheat debt. Be freed of it. Be freed of it. So you can more fully embrace um, the lavish well, what did I say yesterday? My title of my pod, The Reckless Love of God. I don't know, my friends, that that's what the parable is either. But I like that idea. I like that idea. And I think both are true. And I don't know that both get the point. Um, not fully, anyway. 
And, and that's where I invite you just to chew on this as well and, and help me. But um, I think it is true that we need to be creative and ingenious and cunning in how we help build the kingdom of God within, I mean, allow the kingdom of God, we, we don't build it, within ourselves, and then through us assist and participate in the building of God, the kingdom of God, uh, where we are right now. I think that is true. And I think we are challenged to be creative that way. And not just for our own selfish ambition or our own selfish means. And I do think that God is, is, I just love that word prodigious. Sorry, I've used it like 18 times today. I do think God is prodigious and, and lavish with how he frees us. And so in that same way, are we as, do we follow in like manner and free those around us who may be shackled and overcome with the weight of debt? Uh, be that debt of shame, be that debt of guilt, be that debt of, uh, of a real and financial nature or whatever it would be. Um, I think both are true. My friends, uh, again, that's all I got for today. I, and again, I welcome other thoughts. So um, uh, let's bring this to prayer and trust that our God can, can make it new within us regardless of, of what, whether I, I was even close to the mark today or uh, whatever the Holy Spirit is trying and inviting us into. So let's bring whatever's going on within your life, within mine, to prayer today. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the institution of the Eucharist. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. And um, I'm just grateful that you uh, choose to break open God's word with me. I'm honored that you would do that. Have a wonderful weekend and God's peace to you.